0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co host, Tom Walker.
1: Guys, 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 it's good to be back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are we
0: all? Yeah, thanks for joining us today, guys. It's been, what, about two months since we did the last podcast, but it feels longer, a lot longer to me.
1: JY, no World Cup or Euro, I reckon. Yeah, we had the Women's World Cup. We did have that.
0: We know bugger all about that, so
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah. I knew about <laughs> three players. Yeah. But yeah, that was good. But apart from apart from that, no major things in the summer, and I always feel like it feels a bit bit slower when there's no World Cup or anything. But
0: my God, the football league is around the corner. Yeah, that's right, guys. So this is the preview show. The Championship League One and League Two kick off a week on Saturday. So next week we'll be doing our opening Weekend Odds show. So this one's the preview. We'll be looking at Premier League Championship League One, League Two. We're going to look at outright markets, so promotions, relegations, league winners, uh, top goal scorers, dark horses, a few talking points along the way. So plenty to get through. We're going to put our necks on the line. I'm sure some of these predictions that we'll make today will look back on in, in nine ten months' time and think, what the bloody hell were we thinking? <laughs> Suggesting that. Yeah, to
1: be honest, we might we might, not have, might not have to. We uh, might just get bombarded on Twitter instead yeah. when, <laughs> when, uh, you know, when Huddersfield end up winning the league or Bolton end up getting promoted or something like that. Yeah, we'll be reminded of it, don't worry.
0: Um, we'll start, shall we, with the Premier League?
1: For me, yeah, this is the not? most
0: boring one. Um, you know, as good as the league is, in terms of yeah. excitement, quality, in terms of outright betting, the league is always very clearly defined. You know, you've got your top six, Well, You've essentially got your top two. Then you've got the next four. Then you've got a few chasing teams. And then you've always got a few down at the bottom. Um, like You're always looking at, what, six or seven clubs? Fighting over three relegation spots. No surprise. Yeah. Man City are eight to fifteen to win the league. Liverpool thirteen to five. It's surely going to be one of those two. I'd go again with with Manchester City. Do you agree? Do you think Liverpool have got that extra little bit in the locker to do it this season, or?
1: Um. Uh, maybe. My my. Obviously, we're recording this right when the uh, transfer window is still open, so a lot can happen, but. My main concern is that City have lost Vincent Company and not really replaced him yet. Um, so currently, I think the, the defenders are Laporte, Stones, Otamendi. Uh, I think Mangala is still hanging around like a bad smell. And Fernandinho is is in there as well. I feel like they might be uh, a Vincent Company off winning the league, to be honest. Uh, I am going to go for Liverpool this year. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Only
1: thing, only thing that scares me about Liverpool, the only thing. Sorry, just to quickly add, uh, all three of their front three have been involved in Copper America, African Cup mm. of Nations. So how long are they going to be able yeah. to keep Klopp style up? Um, that remains to be seen. So uh, yeah, that's one thing I have a you know bit of doubt over Liverpool, but for me. Uh, don't replace Vincent Company and uh, yeah, I don't think I
0: don't think you can look past Liverpool. So moving away from the top two, we'll look at the rest mm. of the uh, top six. Who do you think out of Chelsea, Man U, Arsenal, Spurs are going to get the top four spots? Um, I'd certainly put Spurs in there. Then I think it's a toss up for that last one between Man United, Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. Um. I, f- I would go as far as saying you've got Man United who haven't looked great since Solskjaer got his permanent contract. Chelsea are in a tran- potential transition season with Lampard in his first season and with the transfer ban. Arsenal, oh God knows what to expect from Arsenal, really. Um. I think there's real potential for one of the teams in the the next group, so your Everton's, Wolves, Leicester's, to actually break in this season, because you've got three teams there who would usually be a certainty um, to finish in the top six, all going through it in a way, periods where they're not as strong as they have been in recent seasons, Um, and I think a team like Leicester could definitely. Take advantage of that. Just throwing that out there.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I I get what you're saying. Um, if you are interested in anything like that, uh, the favourites outside the typical top six at Everton at seven to two, along with Wolves at seven to two, Leicester four to one, uh, to break into the top six. For me, I don't think that will happen. Um, I think the top six will remain the top six. Um, for me, I think. Chelsea, this might actually be a blessing for them. I feel like they've lacked pace and enthusiasm, and I think players like Rhys James and you know Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, they, they're going to add a little bit. They're not going to win the league, but I feel like top six for sure. Arsenal uh, haven't made uh, much kind of movement in the summer, but they've got some really exciting young players coming through. As have United, and for me, even though. These three clubs have had better days in the Premier League. Arsenal are still a, quite a little bit ahead of Leicester, especially if Leicester lose Maguire, uh, things like that. I, I take your point, but, but I don't think
0: that will happen. OK, OK, cool. Fair enough. And then let's look at the other end, relegation. <laughs> there's, some, there's something
1: that we're, we're bound to agree on here. Yeah. I, I know one team for sure. Yeah that we're going to agree on, but carry on. Yeah,
0: yeah. so um, at the, looking at the market, Sheffield United, four to six favourites to go down, followed by Norwich, 10 to 11, Burnley, 15 to 8, Brighton, also 15 to 8, Villa, 2 to 1, Newcastle, 9 to 4. So clear favourites there, Sheffield United, um, I think they'll go. I know you think they'll go as well. Um, Then I guess it's who makes up the other two. Because you've got Burnley, Brighton, Villa and Newcastle, all very, very similar prices. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Excited to see Norwich and Villa back in the Premier League. Uh, They both play some nice attacking brands of football. Villa will be, they've already been labelled as a new Fulham, haven't they? just because they've spent a bit of cash. They'll be hoping not to repeat Fulham's yeah. season last year. And Norwich have largely kept the same kind of squad yeah. together, haven't they? Um, You know, barring one or two little additions. Patrick Roberts is a very interesting addition from them. And um, I'm interested to see those two. Brighton, for me, will go if they lose Lewis Dunk. So, obviously, you know, reports are Maguire to Leicester. um, Sorry, Maguire to United, Dunk to Leicester. Um, And apparently, you know, it's just... You know what I read. I have no inside okay. info, but apparently Dunk is keen on that chain of events happening. And then I think you have Duff- Duffy, who is a good player, but I think he'll be exposed of his lack of pace unless Brighton move quickly. And you got Graham Potter in there, who you know is an inexperienced Premier League manager, as are others, but and he just he doesn't convince me. And I think Brighton, fifteen to eight, that's who I'd have my eye on as someone to fill that spot. Yeah,
0: I I think um, Norwich have got enough about them to stay up in this league. I don't think they'll yeah trouble the mid-table teams. I think they'll you know be fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, somewhere amongst that. But I definitely think they've got enough about them to stay up. Villa, I think the same. The only thing that would worry me with Villa is the amount they spent and, well, the amount of players they have brought in. Um, what we saw with Fulham last season is that they spent all that money, disrupted the core of the squad that actually got them promoted um, and then went, it, you know, it just never held and they went straight back down. So as long as Aston Villa add to the core rather than replace, I think they'll they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, um, Fulham. It wasn't that they didn't bring in some good players. They did, but you're right. They kind of, kind of shafted the players that yeah. got them there, didn't they? And and you can't go in with a complete yeah. new team. As dressing room harmony is really important, especially when you're going to lose most of your games. I think the third, the third spot for me. So obviously my two, as, as I just said, Sheffield United, 100%, Brighton, and then. Phew, I honestly don't even know where to go from there. Don't fancy Burnley to go down. They've got enough about them. Uh, Jay Rodriguez is a nice little addition as well. Newcastle just broke their transfer record. Steve Bruce in charge. Fans not happy. Do you expect them to potentially go? They've got some championship-quality players playing week in, week out for them. They're not star-studded.
0: They are most definitely up there. Most definitely up there. Um I think another risk for them that could potentially hinge on the Maguire transfer, an alternative to Dunk could be Jamal LaSalle's uh, Newcastle captain, perhaps. Yeah. If if Leicester didn't go for Dunk, um, they looked at Lascelles instead. Newcastle, I think for me, would be in even bigger danger than they already are. Uh, I can definitely see with all the negativity around Newcastle, uh, Especially with Bruce in charge, I can see them going. I really could. I feel like it's a bit harsh on Brucey as
1: well. I feel like you can I know he's not a sexy appointment and I know he's not, you know, had an amazing period recently, but I think you can get worse. You can get worse than Steve Bruce. He's he cares as well. He's a Newcastle Newcastle lad, isn't he? So I think they could get worse. I understand going from Rafa to Brucey is a little bit of a knock, but I don't know, what do you think? I feel like it's a bit harsh. You're, like,
0: you're going from Aurari to a Fiat there, aren't you? But um Yeah, you are a little <laughs> bit, but mate, it's
1: still it's still gonna get you from A to B. That's mm. that's my argument.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see it coming from. Um a team that I'd actually chuck into the pot. Crystal Palace, five to one to go down. Um, already lost Wan Bissaka to Man United. Um yeah. it remains to be seen if they'll also lose Zahar as well to wherever. Um that's then their you know, probably their two best players gone, not replaced. They've had a torrid pre season. I know we often say don't look too much into pre season, but they've been absolutely woeful. And I mean like losing to Barnet. Six-two woeful um, when they're playing first-team players in that game. You know that that is bad. I think they could be there if, yeah. As I say, losing their two best players, not replacing them. Um, Zahar is like the real X factor, the heartbeat of that team. If he goes, they're in a world of trouble. In a world of trouble. Hundred percent. And for me,
1: and for me, it's not who it's not who they've lost. Or are about to lose, and of course, Wan Bissaka, especially Zaha, is you know that they are absolutely key. Let's not you know. There's no two ways about it. But the one thing I'd say is they haven't got a striker. Why well, haven't they signed a striker? Since we
0: started the podcast. I we said it for
1: years. I can't handle it. Years. I can't handle it. Sorloth. As a striker, Ben Teke, Conor Wickham. No, these aren't good enough. Like, come on. I, I mean, Woy the must be trying, surely. Because, honestly, if it wasn't for Milovojevic getting yeah. plus 10 goals this season, what, nine of them penalties or something, last season, should I say. Townsend chipping in. Zaha chipping in, by the way. He didn't get that bloody many. I had him in my fantasy team. He didn't get that many, trust me. And, um, yeah, I just just get a striker, man. It's, honestly, it's yeah. killing me. I'm not even a Palace fan. It's killing me. I'm looking at their summer 20, 2019, Crystal Palace transfers, Stephen Henderson, free signing, Nottingham Forest, third-choice goalkeeper. That's all they've got so far.
0: Not good enough. I'd actually be putting... Something I think on Palace at five to one in anticipation that Zaha is going to go. Um, and then I think once he goes, that price will really reduce. You won't, you definitely with no Wilford, oh, with no Wilford Zaha, you will not be getting five to one for Palace to get relegated. That will be cut right down to your two to ones, nine to fours, like Villa Newcastle, yeah. right in territory, yeah, 100%.
1: yeah Work to do for Crystal Palace, um, and work to do for a couple of teams down the bottom. Still, it's going to be very interesting.
0: Uh, okay, so last one, Prem. let's look at top scorer quickly. Usual suspects: uh, Kane, mm. Salah, Aguero, Aubameyang. You know, possibly Mane. Surely, one from the five. I
1: was having a look at, you know, maybe someone like Vardy. You know, Vardy uh, was under great form mm. under Rodgers. Um, once he came in and you know, because he won in the team under Puel, and uh, they play attacking football, and he's going to get loads of chances with Tillemans in the team, and like Vardy would be the one that I'd I'd look at to maybe disrupt the the usual suspects. But yeah, apart from it's it's just gonna be, for me, it's just gonna be Aguero. Yeah. I yeah. think eleven to two. If I had to bet on someone, I'd go for for Serge Vardy. If you're interested, podcast. Listeners yeah. is twenty to one, so maybe maybe yeah. worth a tenner.
0: I yeah, Aguero is uh, his third favourite, so not a bad price whatsoever for him, provided he stays fit, of course. Um, I always feel like he has a couple of months out during the season, which mm-hmm. uh, which is a worry if you're going to bet on him for top goal scorer. But um, yeah, you can't argue with Aguero. I couldn't. Ar- if you told me you'd put Kane on, Salah on, or Aguero on, I couldn't argue with any of it, to be honest.
1: No, God, no, no. And if you fancy an outsider, David McGoldrick's out at 250 to (laughs) 1, if anyone fancies that. But I can't wait for him to roll up with Sharp and McGoldrick up front away at Man City. It's going to be unbelievable. But hey-ho, they got there, so credit to him. Um, Shall we move on to the championship?
0: Yeah, let's look at the champ. Um, So, promotion outright. I've got three. Who are my kind of like three favourites? It's literally the three bookies' favourites. I don't think they've priced this up wrong. Uh, Leeds, Fulham, and Cardiff. I can't Agreed. argue with that.
1: Agreed. I'm gonna let the profit chasers into a little bit of an insight. So we actually tried to record this show 24 hours ago, um, but Tom was in some terrible hotel with awful, awful Wi-Fi, so it didn't work. But we got chatting and Tom raised a really good point. If you have a look at the championship this season, it's probably the worst quality of league it's been for a
0: long time. Yeah. Do you want to kind of elaborate on that, Tom? Yeah, because I feel like people always say the championship is the most competitive league in the world, one of the most competitive leagues in the world. But this season, there is an awful lot of shit in this league. Um I think you've got you've got a few teams at the top who are by far and away a lot better than six, seven, eight teams that are going to be at the bottom of the league. And I've I've spoke about Leeds, Fulham, Cardiff, who should definitely be up there. You've got teams in this league: Barnsley, Charlton, Luton, Reading, Hull, QPR, Millwall, Wigan, Birmingham. They are some terrible teams. I think it's always a worry when you're starting a new season weaker than you finished the last season. And for a lot of those teams, that is exactly the case for this season. Um, They've not strengthened, they've not improved, they've actually got worse. So I think you're going to see a very divided championship this season. I really do. Um, You're going to have, it's going to be more Premier League-esque, I think.
1: I I couldn't agree any more. Those teams that you read out, that's half the league. I feel like half the league is going to be in a relegation battle this year, and then, then you're going to have Leeds, Fulham, Cardiff, who we all expect to be up there. However, you know it is worth saying we all expected Stoke to be right up there and get promoted this time last year. So you know it, 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 things can fall apart. You know Fulham. You know, are they going to get people on fifty grand a week? you know, motivated for Barnsley away. You know, that Fulham have got their own challenges. I, I actually think Fulham out of the three are the ones mm-hmm. that I fancy the least. Um, but, yeah, like it's what an opportunity. If you are one of these following teams, West Brom, Stoke, Brentford, Middlesbrough, Derby, Bristol City, Huddersfield, maybe even Forest, Maybe even Swansea, to be fair. This is the opportunity to get into the playoffs. This is the, as weak as the league has been for a long, long time. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of uncertainty with teams. And like you said, there's there's it just doesn't scream. There's some unknown quantities as well, right? Derby and Forest, for example, both gone for managers that have never even managed in England. Um, yeah. So you know how's that going to go? Huddersfield have just spent the entire yeah. season getting battered week in week out. How's that going to kind of work out with them? Uh, West Brom, Middlesbrough managerial changes. Sheffield Wednesday priced at same price as Huddersfield, six yeah. to one. Just lost Bruce, and you know let's let's be honest, they're not happy about it. So yeah, it's it's going to be a very interesting season, and it's a huge opportunity. For someone to get promoted this year, because you know, let maybe the team that gets promoted this year would yeah. not have got promoted last year, if you know what I mean. When you had Leeds, Derby under Lampard, like
0: it was a lot stronger, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot stronger, definitely. And like we were saying yesterday, whoever can be out of those top sides, whoever can be the most consistent against those those kind of eight, nine bottom sides in this league there will be the team who gets the automatic promotion spot. Um, it's all about consistency, yeah. all about consistency, because the games are there to be won without the shadow of a doubt. Um, on paper, they should be getting – on paper, the top team should be getting at least 18 easy wins, comfortable wins on paper. Yep. agreed.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, just to read out some prices of those top three that Tom likes – so this is to be promoted, so not to win the league or anything. This is any method. You got Leeds at seven to four, Fulham two to one, and Cardiff three to one. For me, out of those three, Cardiff at three to one is the most yeah. attractive bet. There, I don't know about yourself.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, largely the same squad, which got relegated from the Prem. Some smart additions: uh, Will Volks and Aidan Flint. Good for the Championship and they've got Neil Warnock. You know, that is, for me, the main factor. Warnock's still there. Undisputed King of getting promoted from the champ. Um, The one thing which could be a negative for Cardiff is probably, aside from Bobby Reid, they lack goal scorers. Um, So they'd need someone else to chip Mm -hmm. in, apart from Reid. But, yeah, for me, Cardiff are the ones. A couple of teams that are tipped to be up there, that I'd actually say be wary of, um, don't put any money on at this stage. Derby, and that's not just because I'm a Forest fan. Uh, lost Frank Lampard, obviously. A lot of their success last season was built upon having some real quality loan signings, like Mason Mount, Harry Wilson, uh, Tamori, centre-back. So, they've all gone. They've not been replaced. They've literally only brought in Kieran Dowell on loan, who's nowhere near to Mason Mount. Harry Wilson. Um and they've also lost quite a bit of experience from their dressing room players like Craig Bryson, David Nugent, Bradley Johnson, really experienced championship players there have all moved on. So um I think with the loss of manager, the loan signings, this key dressing room experience, I think this could be a bit of a transition season, Derby.
1: Agreed, yeah. Um and again, it's not because of Forest fans, but I agree, mate. Like Harry Wilson. Yeah, Tamori was the first ever lone player in Derby County history to win uh, Player of the Year. And, yeah, Mason Mount, they've all, they've all gone, haven't they? And uh, what Lampard yeah. and Jodie Morris built, which was looking really good, um, is kind of taking a step back. And like I said, as well as as well as well us, they've gone for Philip Koku, who has never managed in this country. So it's always a risk, isn't it? I would go as a little bit of a banana skin. I look at Brentford. Brentford uh priced at six favourites. Uh, yeah, sorry,
0: shut the front door. That's joint, rubbish.
1: Joint joint fourth favourites, sorry. Um That's seven true. to two. Yeah. Uh, I cannot but where on earth has that come from? Uh, I have no idea, but uh pay. Is it Morpe? Am I saying yeah. his name right? I'm butchering yeah. everyone today. Yeah, more pay. (laughs) Yeah, that's him. But he is linked heavily with moves away uh, to Villa, to Sheffield United, to teams uh, in France. Obviously, he got upwards of 20 last year and they still only finished 11th. So I would be very wary. um, If you do fancy Brentford, fair enough, but I would wait till that window shuts. uh, Make sure they've got more pay before you
0: put any money on them. We should also mention when the window shuts, that should be not the English window, um, the European window, end of August window. Very true. End of August. Very true. Wait until then if if you fancy Brentford.
1: Very true. Get that bloody French window closed so they can't
0: come and poach him. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's go to the bottom then. We spoke about numerous dodgy-looking teams down here. It's kind of take your pick. Personally, I would go for Barnsley, Reading, Wigan. Oh, okay. I am gonna go
1: for Reading, QPR, and Luton.
0: They're my teams. I pick mine because, like I did, like I mentioned, um, these are all these are three sides who have lost their best players, not replaced them. Uh, in Wigan and Reading's case, they only just survived last season. So if you're losing your best players when you only just survived, what hope have you got if you're not replacing them? Um, Nick Powell. And Rhys James as well. Yeah, yeah. Reese James, who was on loan. So they're both gone. But Reading, they were so boring and dull and poor. They're only kind of Bit of glimmer of hope was Bob Varsa, who scored a fair number of goals. I think in the teens, he's been sold, um, not replaced. So that's a worry for them because without his goals, I think they definitely would have uh, been in big, big trouble. And then Barnsley have lost a number of players Ethan Pinnock, Liam Lindsay, Ryan Hedges, Adam Davis. Um, lost them all. Part of, they were key parts of their promotion winning yeah. squad. So to lose four players from that team already, before you even started in the championship, is, is not good whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You've, you've raised a good point. You got me sold on Barnsley. <laughs> Didn't quite realise how much of the core yeah. um, had been yeah. ripped from Barnsley. And that also echoes why I think Luton will go down. So, Luton, obviously, you, you, a very unexpected promotion, well-deserved by far and away the yeah, by far and away, the best team in League One last year. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but it's come at a price. Obviously, they've lost Jack Stacey. He's gone to Bournemouth. He was a centre-half. And James Justin has gone to Leicester. I believe he was a left-back. Um, so, that's two of your back four. Right-back? Yeah, he's a right-back. Full-back. Let's call him a full-back. <laughs> then we can't be wrong. <laughs> okay a full back um, they have broke their own transfer uh, record in bringing in Simon Sluger from Rika for 1.3 mil he's a goalie uh, so you know they are putting that money back into the playing squad and they've signed some decent championship experience players Martin Craney's a good deal Brendan Galloway's interesting Callum McManaman can he unlock the potential that he seemed to have? Brian Tunnicliffe, so they've done okay, but I just feel like they've had their mm. defensive spine ripped, and and that concerns me. They're seven to two to go down, which is I think that's a that's an interesting price. I'm enticed by that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, agreed. Let's look at top goal scorer then quickly. Mitrovic is by far and away the market leader. Uh six to one for Mitrovic. He has signed a new contract as well, so the chances of him being sold now are probably you'd say pretty slim. Um that's yeah. That's then followed by Morpe, who we spoke about at ten to one, but will he be there? I'm not sure. Uh, one that I do like the look of, but I don't think will be at Swansea is Ollie McBurney. He's fourteen to one ha! Oh, you just took that right off my note, sheet. <laughs> That's good. We both, we both, we both agree on yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of McBurney. He got lots of goals Swansea last season. Um, Rumours heavily linking him with a move to Sheffield United. So, whether he goes or not remains to be seen. But if he stays at Swansea, I think he could be the one that I've got my eye on. The top goal score at 14 to 1. And other than that, I I actually like the look of Kamar Roof, 20 to 1. If he can stay fit, that could prove to be a good price. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like everyone lacks consistency on this list. So we got Mitrovic, as as you said, probably the best striker in the league. Then you've got Morpay, will he be there? Not sure. McBurney, good player. Assam Belonga, very good when he's on it, has injury yep. problems, uh, Some very patchy. Zahor nope. at West Brom, I'm really not sure how actually good he is. Um, Bamford lacks consistency. Nope. Ahern Grant, he looks promising for Huddersfield, um, but I don't think he's going to be the league top scorer. He'll probably get yep. around 15 or so. Graben, always injured. Bobby Reed willing at the service. Yeah, there, there's a lot in here, isn't there, That you know, you've got question marks yeah. over almost every person. Um, so yeah,
0: Mitrovic or McBurney for me, hundred percent. Jared Bowen at Hull currently twenty five to one. That guy is way too good for Hull. Yeah, I'm um, surprised. No, I'm surprised nobody's put a bid in for him. I think he got near. I think he got over twenty last season. Yeah, he did. Maybe 22
1: twenty two goal, twenty two
0: goals and four assists from from the wing. Yeah. If some if one of the top clubs bids for Jared Bowen and gets him, i would be putting my money on Jared Bowen. Yeah. All righty then. Let's look at League. Ooh, talk to me. Who's going up?
1: Okay, League One. Um, very similar to the Championship for me. Um, I've got a lot of question marks over a lot of the teams that are priced quite high. So Sunderland are favourites at eleven to eight. And I completely agree with Sunderland being favourites. Had a great season last year. Very unlucky not to uh, get promoted. My my main concern is is goals, really. Um, They've brought in Mark McNulty from Reading on loan. I don't think he's the answer. Um, Mark McNulty kind of got a decent record uh, from his time um, in Scotland and things like that, but... I don't think he's he's the answer, t- to be honest. Uh, but apart from that, you've got Ipswich, very much like Huddersfield. They've mm. just taken a complete season. they getting battered week in, week out. Uh, put all their eggs in James Norwood, um, who has only ever been tested at League Two level. Portsmouth, nine to four. They're up there, rightfully yeah. so. And then, this is where I've got my problems. Peterborough, three to one. Unbelievably inconsistent last year. Haven't really made too much of a splash in the Chancer market to make me think they're gonna be any different. Um seven to two. I know me and you like Rotherham and you're probably gonna get on to them. So I don't have a problem with Rotherham being there. Then you got Lincoln, six to one, Burton Albion thirteen to two, Fleetwood seven to one. I feel like this is a really poor quality yeah. league again. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to get Sunderland, Ipswich, Portsmouth, Rotherham
0: in their own little four-man league at the top there. Who's price Lincoln at six to one? Why? Why are people betting on Lincoln to make them six to one? That is ugh, such media club Honestly, bias. We'd...
1: Yeah, because they had a good FA Cup <laughs> run not long ago. Honestly, that's the what, it's it's what it's based on. This is what it's based on. Yeah, and yeah, they've got good young managers. Like, it's bloody ridiculous, man. Like, uh, honestly, for I don't know about you, mate. I don't know where you think uh, Lincoln need to be. Uh, but, you know, I think maybe yeah. a mid-table finish would be good for them. They have signed two. I don't know anything about the third guy. They signed three players, Alex Bradley on a free from West Brom under-21s. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you who he is. But I do know the other two, they signed Jack Payne from Huddersfield on a free, very energetic midfielder. And they did sign George Grant from Forest, undisclosed fee. That is an excellent signing. Um, For me, George Grant is a League One winger, and he's only 24. He's only going to get better. Um, So good signings, but bloody hell. Six to one. um, Must be
0: having a laugh. They're higher than Doncaster, who finished in the playoffs last year. I know, yeah. Um, Madness, but I'd be looking at, like you mentioned, Rotherham for me, 7-2, been somewhat of a yo-yo club, haven't they, over the last few seasons? However, I think, to be fair to them, they performed with really good credit last season in the Championship. Nobody expected them to stay up. Um, They put up a really good fist of it. Uh, came very close in the end to, to actually surviving. But apart from selling Volks to Cardiff and a a J to West Brom, they've kind of kept the core of the squad that they had and did pretty well, relatively, for Rotherham in the champ. Um, they are by no means embarrassed like they were the previous time they went down from the Championship into League One. Uh, their signings have impressed me. Freddie Ladapo, which we'll, I'll come on to him again when we look at top goal scorers, But for me, Ladapo is a really good signing for League One level. Played at Plymouth last season, scored 18 in 45. So if the guy can do that at relegated Plymouth, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity at Rotherham. I think he will be a really good source of goals for them. So yeah, I really like the look of Rotherham. And then, like you say, Ipswich should be up there uh, along with Sunderland and probably Portsmouth. Yeah, I feel like.
1: For me, I don't mean to be a negative, Nelly, but there, there are more teams that I would warn people away from than teams that I fancy in that top top thing. Yeah. Milton, Milton Keynes Dons, for example, seven to one, completely and utterly unconvincing last yeah. year um, yeah. in League Two. Somehow they're seven to one because they got a big stadium. Coventry, seven to one. No thank you. Uh there's just a couple of teams in there. Burton, and Albion thirteen to two. Bit more possible, but still not really getting me going. Yeah. Um, I feel like this yeah. is very similar to the champ, and like I said, for me, Sunderland, Ipswich, Portsmouth, Rotherham, their own little league, and then everyone else fighting out for the rest.
0: Yeah. Um I do going back to pieces but I do like the look of them, to be honest. Um, I think they've actually made some good signings. Yeah. Frankie Kent, Mark Beavers coming in as centre backs. Uh, George Boyd coming back to uh, Peterborough. I know he's getting on a little bit now, 32 33, but. You know, yeah. Bloody, yeah. yeah but it, just you just At League One level, I still think he can do a job. Mo Issa is coming up front from Bristol City. Didn't quite cut at Bristol in the Championship, but was prolific in League Two. So he's the kind of player who I think could do really well at Peterborough. Um, and then they've got the goals already in like players like Matt Godden, Ivan Tony. Um, so I think they've got the firepower. Marcus Madison's still there as well. Uh, I do like the look of Peterborough if they can improve their consistency. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't, I don't. You know, I'd be looking. You know, Peter.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just consistency for me. Um to finish in the top six, Peterborough eleven to ten. That for me is a lot more enticing than three to one for them to get promoted. Um yeah. you know, I I can see him maybe sneaking in, but ultimately, um, you know, I'd fancy again one of my top four to to knock him out of the playoffs, whoever whoever ends up in there. So
0: yeah, yeah, top six is a good yeah. shout. Um let's look at the bottom then. Surely You'd say uh, two of these teams look nailed on. Berry, I've never seen anything like this before. Pre season, (laughs) Berry. Berry, 1 to 8 to get relegated. 1 to
1: 8. Feb, if you're a Berry fan, please get in touch and tell us how it's been this summer. I honestly would love to hear from someone that's a Berry fan, just to kind of walk me through the motions. So obviously, they lost Ryan Lowe. as you told me yesterday, Tom, he, t- he took five players with him. Um, on the 21st of July, they played. They had a squad of 22 trialists take to the field and represent the club, all looking for contracts, all the uncertainty. They got their manager. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Um, but Paul Wilkinson was taken from Truro City. Um, it's his first job in football league management. It's got to be the biggest mess, uh, one of the biggest messes in English football. There's a couple that could rival them, but that's diabolical,
0: yeah, it isn't it? really is. Um, so, very one-to-eight. They're surely going to go. The uh, Bolton of four to six. And that surprises me because they've got... A- Along with Barry, it's worth saying they both got a points deduction to start the season with, um, twelve points I believe for both teams. So Bolton, who I think pretty sure will start with minus twelve, a four to six. So that's not that bad really when you think about the points deduction as well. Barry down, Bolton down. I think Accrington are gonna go oh. ten to three. For Accrington. I'm sorry. Sorry, Stanley. Hate to say it. Um, it's been a good ride. But they were so poor towards the back end of last season. In the last like three or four months, they dropped like an absolute stone. Um, they were saved by how good their their bounce was after promotion and the start of the, their League One season. Yeah. If they didn't get off to a good start, you know, in August, September, October, November time, they'd have been well and truly gone. So I think they're going to go again. They've not really strengthened of note at all either. So that concerns me. Uh, And other than that, it's a tough-up, I think, for the final spot.
1: Yeah, lots of teams in there. Um, For me, Southend, you can only fight relegation for so long. You can put it off and put it off and put it off and keep escaping, but eventually it does catch up to you. And for me, South Ends this year are going to dip. They've lost some big players. Ben Coker, Stephen Hendry, the fullback. Michael Turner's gone. Um, They've replaced them with three players that, to be honest, I haven't heard of. They could be world beaters. They could be dreadful. I'm not really sure. They only stayed up last season on goal difference. And for me, I, I feel like they could could go down there ten to three. Uh, another team that stayed up on goal difference, AFC Wimbledon. Uh, AFC Wimbledon recently lost their best player, uh, Adeji Oshilaja,
0: nice uh, centre Adeji. half,
1: twenty six years old. He, <laughs> he's got, He's gone to Charlton Athletic in the champ. So they've had their player of the season ripped away from them and uh, so it could be a long old season for them and finally for me a little word on Tranmere 7 to 2 James Norwoodless mm. cause for concern perhaps Very, again like Luton unexpected promotion and lost their best player so yeah
0: cause for concern yeah. for Tranmere okay let's look quickly at top goal scorers then for uh, league 1 Let's take my uh, colours to the master, Freddie Ladapo for Rotherham. I mentioned him a little bit earlier on in this session. He's twenty five to one, uh, which makes him about twelfth favourite. Um I think he's gonna be right up there. Other than him, I'd be looking uh, James Norwood is favourite. I can see why. He's eight to one. Um scored of hatfuls in League Two. I think he'll be able to make the step up, but Eight to one's a little short for me. Mohamed Issa, I'd also be looking at uh 10 1, Peterborough. I think he's going to be a good signing. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um I would actually be looking at John Marquise. So haven't really mentioned uh, Doncaster much. Um they've obviously got Darren Moore, which I think is a is an excellent um appointment. You know, he yeah. looks really promising at West Bromman was very unlucky to lose his job. Uh, Last season, in terms of goals, he had James Collins at Luton on 25, Lyle Taylor at Charlton on 22. Both of those have been promoted. Then third was John Marquise. Uh, He played 188... Sorry, he got a goal every 188 minutes. Um, He scored 22 in the league, five assists. Um, So, yeah, for me... John Marquise, he's priced at 10 to 1. He's joint second favourite. And, mm. uh, yeah, for me, this is his last season in this league. He okay. will, I think he'll get promoted to the Championship. <laughs> I was going to say, what's, that, what's happening? With Donny. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's he going? <laughs> he's getting, abduct, getting abducted. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think either, you know, Donny might sneak in the playoffs or, you know, if, if not, then. I think someone will pick him up, but John Marquis for me ten to one.
0: Okay, right. Let's look at the final league then. League two, Salford, 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 Salford. Uh, promoted for what the third or fourth time now in a row. So they are finally in the football. league, yeah. They are favourites to be promoted. Um, thirteen to eight along. Joke. Did you say joke? Yeah, complete joke. Um, yeah, so tell us, Tom, why that is just pure media club bias and uh, people just buying into Salford because they've heard of it.
1: Yeah, they had a documentary. That's it. They had a documentary, and they've got some famous owners who are doing a good job, right? But for me, for me, I I, I just think it's an absolute joke. That they're priced at thirteen to eight to be promoted any method. Then you've got Plymouth, who, before going down last season, nearly gatecrashed the League One playoffs. Have got, you know, Ryan Lowe, really good young manager, did wonders at Berry. He's took five of their best players, and they got promoted from League Two, and they're two to one. I just think don't get wrapped up in the in all the bloody. Beckham gigs but yeah it's cool yeah I, I like I like following it I do to be honest I really enjoy like seeing where it's going it's an exciting project but for me I, I, they're not going to get promoted I don't think I think they, they may push the playoffs but I think they'll they'll finish mid-table
0: and that'll be an excellent season will it not yeah Um. I think they're a really hard one to gauge I really do uh, because they've still got some players that they had in like the National League North, National League South, which are National League North. So um, you know those players that they've still got with them, surely a lot of them can't all make the step up to League Two level now. You know this we're in the professional game now. Um, it's a big step up from what they've been playing in the comf- in the National League. They do have firepower, Adam Rooney. I think we'll get goals but it's the rest of the squad because they they're not they've not bought in an an awful lot of players really they're not kind of reinventing the whole squad every season with each league they go up um there's got to be a there's got to be a point where they consolidate they can't just keep going up and up and up and up and up they've got to consolidate at some point um the quality of the league will catch up with a lot of the players at some point it could be the season it could be, it could well be the season yeah and I don't
1: know. I agree, they're hard to gauge because, yeah, they do have those those players that have been there from you know Conference North, and it's a big step up to League football. Then they've got people like Adam Rooney, who you know might yeah. start playing at yeah. a level that his talent warrants. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, do they have a ready-made potential top scorer for League Two already in their ranks potentially? So yeah, they're a really hard one to gauge. I feel like there's definitely safer bets, and like I said, for me, Plymouth for my team. I think Plymouth will actually win the league. Um, they are two to one to get promoted. Any method, they're nine to one to win the league um, up there as well. Got some big, quite big League One teams that came down, haven't we? We've got Bradford, Scunthorpe. Plymouth and Warsaw. Uh I antis- I'm not sure about Warsaw, but I've been impressed by who Bradford are bought in over the summer. Um Zeli Ismail from Warsaw, their rivals obviously. Clayton Donaldson, um very good signing for League Two level. James Vaughan dropping down to League Two, Matt Palmer on loan from Rotherham is a really good signing. Uh, Adam Henley, who looked really promising at one stage with with Blackburn, is is with them. So for me, Bradford looked really strong, um, but I just think Plymouth and Ryan Lowe and, you know, they've got, you know, half the Berry squad that got promoted last year. It feels like it could be copy and paste. And then I think if you have a look at the, the other teams in the mix to finish in the top seven, uh, Scunthorpe, 11 to 10. Uh, the, even though they've lost Josh Morris, I still feel like Scunthorpe will have enough about them for a playoff spot. Mansfield, hmm. um, promoted from within with their new manager, uh, John Dempster. Uh, they've gone for the Pep Guardiola blueprint at, at Field Mill. So they're priced at evens, but they've they've lost a lot of their, their lone stars, very similar to Derby County. Um, let's talk about the bottom. Um, hmm. We lost Frank Lampard's Derby County. So it's now... I don't know if it will be Frank Lampard's Chelsea, maybe. But Sol Campbell's Macclesfield are still kicking. Um, they obviously pulled off the great escape. Big Sol uh, sent uh, Notts County down in their place. And they are favourites to go down again 10 to 3. Morecambe, next favourite, 7 to 2. Uh, Crawley, 9 to 2. Then a bit of a gap. Uh, Grimsby, Cheltenham, Cambridge, all five and six to one. Uh, Only two spots, obviously, available. Um, Morecambe. Morecambe, Morecambe, Morecambe. They've been dodging the Grim Reaper for years. Absolutely. Years and years. Jim Bentley, longest serving um, manager in uh, the professional game in England at the moment. So fair play to him. Um, again, not 100% sure on the players that they've brought in, uh, but I do know that they haven't overly strengthened. I did my research on you know, um, fans' feelings and read articles from journalists and things like that. There doesn't seem to be much quality that's come through the door, and you're looking at a club that's been struggling for quite a while now. And, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, relegation does eventually catch up with you. You can't avoid it forever. Um, you know, you can't just keep surviving by a point, a point, two points. It, it eventually gets
0: you. Leighton Orient, I think, could be an interesting one to look at because they're priced with the bookies at 16 to 1 to get relegated. Newly promoted, obviously, from the uh, National League. Tragically lost their manager, just in Edinburgh. Um, so, new man in charge. They have also lost their key man and top goal scorer from last season, Macaulay Bond. He's been sold to Charlton, I believe. Um, So a big source of goals has gone. Their their manager who got them promoted is gone. I think it could be a struggle for them, unfortunately. I really do. I think the odds are 16 to 1. Perhaps this is just me, and I don't know an awful lot about Leighton Orient, to be perfectly honest with you, but I think they're big. Big odds there,
1: 16-1. to 1. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, buddy. Um, macaulay Bond, obviously, there was a lot of interest in him and, you know, any team that loses a 20-goal-a-season striker is going to be worse off. It's just, it's just, it's just how yeah. the game works. <laughs> it's how the game works. So, there's no kind of, uh, no problem throwing Leighton-Orient out in there. Um, yeah, it could be really tough for them. Um, Cambridge United, another one that I'd be looking at. They only just survived uh, last season. They're 6-1 to one to go down, and they sold the best player, Giovanni Brown. He went to Colchester United for 400 grand, uh, lost their other winger as well. They kind of lost their left arm and their right arm, David Lamu, uh went on to Port Vale on free. Um Players that came in, again, uh, don't mean to shortchange our League 2 fans. Not 100% sure who many of them are, apart from Dan Jones, who was brought in as a left-back from Notts County, who were relegated to the National League. So not exactly inspiring for Cambridge. And I think they're someone that uh, you could keep an eye on. They're 6-1. so quite a tidy little price there.
0: Hmm. Colchester chucking the money about there.
1: Jeez. Yeah, they are, mate. Yeah, they're, they're really... Uh, well, they've been there or thereabouts, haven't they? So maybe they're just deciding to just yeah. bloody go for it yeah. now. Um, yeah. I mean, the bookies have put them at 9-2, to two, so mm. they clearly don't think they're signing for that good, <laughs> to be
0: honest. Right, let's look at the top goal scorers then quickly. Uh, round this up. Adam Rooney's a favourite 10-1, along with Nicky Maidon and James Vaughan. Um, I can't disagree with Adam Rooney. Really. I know we spoke about Will Salford as a team be good enough in this league, but Adam Rooney is certainly good enough in this league in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh Nicky Maynard, not a hundred percent sure. Um obviously he did get over twenty uh, for Berry last year and now he's at Mansfield. Um so I'm just not sure how Mansfield will go and I think that might that might affect him a little bit. Um Do you know what? I like the look of Padraig Armand at Newport County. Um, He has consistently scored goals. Um, I don't think he is going to be around too much longer. Um, Last year, he only got 13. So, you know, I I understand that 13 is not going to win it this year. uh, But I feel like Newport are going to be up there. They're certainly Mm. challenging for the top seven. And he's scored goals consistently for a couple of years now. Um, Apart from him, maybe Clayton Donaldson. Honestly, sixteen to one. Bradford, a team playing at the top of the league, are going to get in lots of chances. Uh, We know that big men thrive in uh, in League Two, and you know Donaldson is certainly. uh, For me, Donaldson could have gone to a lower League One side uh, quite comfortably. I thought it was quite. I, I don't mean to patronize anyone. I feel like it's quite a coup for for Bradford to to pick him up. So um, he's priced at sixteen to one.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, can't disagree. Yeah. Um. That everything then? Are we done? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. It feels a bit empty because we haven't done bond proofs, but yeah, they're coming. That's don't cool. worry, profit chasers, they're coming.
0: Yeah. Um. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show, Profit Chasers. Thanks for rejoining us again for the new season. Hopefully you've not been too rusty today. I, f- I felt a little bit rusty. Did you? Or did you guys kind of get right back into? it? Uh,
1: no, I mate. Mean, I'm a natural. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're modest as well. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, some of us, yeah, some of us have to be taught how to uh, how to speak on a podcast, but some of us just pick it up naturally.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, we'll leave it on that. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. We'll be back kind of probably Tuesday, Wednesday, um, with the first weekend's odds of the new football league season. So excited for that one. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you again next week.
1: Thank you, guys. And, yeah, looking forward to next week. Let's bash them bookies.